0: This episode from the life of Sherlock Holmes will be transmitted to our men and women overseas by short waves and through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Petri Wine brings you... Charles Rathbone and Nigel Bruce in the new adventures of Sherlock Holmes. The Petri family, the family that took time to bring you good wine... Invite you to listen to Dr. Watson tell us another exciting adventure he shared with his good friend, that master detective, Sherlock Holmes. And if you ask me, the best way to listen to that story is to do it with a glass of port wine right hand. Petri, California port. No kidding, that Petri port is just swell for any time good friends get together to talk things over. You couldn't ask for a more delicious wine by just looking at the deep, rich, red color of that Petri Port tells you that here's a wine with a flavor that comes right from the heart of Sunripe and Grace. If you haven't ever tried Petri Port, why not get a bottle and have a glass after dinner tomorrow night? It's the perfect after-dinner wine, you know. And share that port with your family and your friends. Don't forget, when you serve Petri Port, you can serve it proudly, because after all, the name Petri... Is the proudest name in the history of American wine. And now let's keep our weekly appointment. Good evening, Dr. Watson. Good evening,
1: Mr. Bartell. Draw up a chair. Thanks. King Hopkins in August. Data Street was like an oven. The glare of the sunlight and mm-hmm. the brickwork of the house across the street was almost painful to the eyes. Our blinds were half drawn and holes. They drove on the sofa, reading and rereading a letter. She just come in the morning first. Oof. Oh, a dose of tea and a breath of air. Mm-hmm. How about it outing them the graves of the new forest or basking on the shining beach of the south coast? May I Dear Yes, yes. Quite poetic reading, eh, Watson? How about a trip to Croydon? Croydon? I love Tomorrow, it's the only place that's doing me away from the attractions of London. Oh, well, we can combine business with pleasure. And the the catch in well, what's been happening at Croydon? Well, it seems that a Miss Susan Pushing living at Cross Street Croydon received a package by yesterday morning's post. Well, oh, that's your news about that, Holmes. Huh? Thousands of packages must be delivered daily by far. Oh, possibly, oh. Watson. Possibly. But not for such gruesome content. I've just received a note from Inspector Mustard. He asks me to go down and take a look at that package certain southern seems to feel that it's the result of a particularly revolting practical joke. What do you say, Watson? Can you rise to kiddie out of the heat and run down to crowd? Oh, can I? I've been wanting something to do. Good. Well, suppose you are in our boots and tell Missus Hudson to order a cab. Yeah. Poison has certainly left a perfume in London, eh, Holmes? Huh? Yes. Tidy street, this. Eight little houses with our whitened stone steps. Ah. That must be Miss Susan Cushing's house up ahead. The one next to the corner. My father to expect us. Yes, yes, well, then she is waiting for us on Dutch in the police sure. aren't Bertrand, it is. She seems to be expecting us. Yes. Platter-faced little woman with large, oh. gentle eyes and graying hair. Well, I wonder who she is, except in a case like this. Good afternoon. Miss Susan Cushing, I presume? Oh, yes. And uh, you're Mr. Holmes, I'm sure. Uh, won't you come in, gentlemen? Oh, thank you, Ms. Cushing. May I introduce my friend and colleague, Dr. Watson? I'm kind of delighted to know you. Oh, no, I mean, it's three nice, years madam. Won't you come into the parlor, gentlemen? Oh, please, sit down, Mr. Cushing. Thank you. Ah, well, Miss Cushing... Is, uh, is there something we can do for you? Oh, yes, Mr. Holmes. I wish you'd take that dreadful box away. Inspector Lestrade insisted on leaving it here and then he came. He thought he might want to ask me some questions, but I know nothing whatever yes, about I it. I quite understand, Mr. I have no doubt that you've been annoyed more than enough already over this business. Indeed I have, Mr. Holmes. I'm a quiet woman, and I live a quiet life. It's got me so I'm afraid to stay in the house alone. Right? Yes, and I wonder... I hope you won't consider me impertinent to find you live alone, particularly when you have two slippers. Why, yes, I have two slippers, Mr. It's so very, But how did you know? A picture on the mantelpiece. The two young ladies and the young man standing between them. The general family resemblance, of quite not. Oh, of course. Uh, that picture was taken at Liverpool just a few days before Jim Browner eloped with Mary. Uh, this same picture, there is the one on his left. She was the baby of the family. And the other one was Sarah, I take it. Yes, she was the beauty of the Sarah. Well, I thought it was her that Jim was after. She was pretty crazy about him, too, but I guess she made the better choice. Sarah's disposition wasn't any too easy to live with. I often wondered how he stood having her in the house as long as he did. But, uh, I thought you said it was nearly the first Mr. Brammer married. So I did, Mr. Holmes. But soon after they were married, Sarah went to live in Liverpool, and I have a sneaking suspicion it was Sarah who caused most of the trouble. Mm, when he first met Mary, he was kind and considerate. Oh, he was crazy about her, right enough. But somehow it did not last. She grew more and more irritable, and whenever he lost his temper, he goes stark staring mad. First thing I heard, he quarrelled with Sarah and turned her out of the house. Got her in bed, I suspect, and gave her a piece of his mind. Well, after that, she came here to live with me for a bit, but that didn't last long either. She's taken a house at the New Street Dwellings, and she's uh, not easy to get on with Mr. Holmes. see. Oh, Did this Mr. Brownett change after your sister Sarah left him and Mary? That I don't know, Mr. Holmes. You see, Mary's surprisingly in a fair moment here. I guess she wouldn't let her. There uh, was a steward, I gather, who the uniform in that picture. Only yes, that was a tree. He was on the South American line when that picture was taken. I am telling all about my poor little troubles and it's that dreadful box you've come about. <laughs> yes, so it is. And uh, you haven't any suspicion as to who may have sent it? Yes, I haven't, Mr. Holmes. Unless it was some lodgers I had here last spring, medical students they were from Belfast. The box was postmarked Belfast. And Inspector crowd seemed to think it might be them. They were always up to some tricks. But, oh, never anything like this, I Mr. Holmes. I see. Well, uh, suppose you let us have a look at that box, Miss Cushing. It's out in the back shed, Mr. Holmes. I won't keep it in the house, that I won't. Oh, I wish you'd take it away altogether. Oh, this way, gentlemen. You're... Well, oh, pardon me if I don't go with you. I, I can't bear to look at the nasty things again. I'm going understand, Miss Coochie. Thank
0: you, gentlemen.
1: Oh, uh, I'd, uh, I'd be honored if you and Dr. Watson would stop in and get a bit of tea after you finish. Oh, I can't wait. You're lying, right, isn't it? Dr. Holmes, uh, okay. uh, stop doing <coughs> that too funny. Uh. Well, everybody's so upset about it. We'll kill you after that, please. You'll see soon enough. Come on down the path. Exceedingly interesting. What do you make of this string, Watson? Well, it's a piece of tar. Exactly. A piece of tar twine. This cushion is not a good judgment to cut the cord, leaving the knot intact. Yes. This knot is of a peculiar character. Mm-hmm. It seems it's a peculiar body. It. It's very nice tar. It's strong and I yeah, buy a seafaring man, Watson. buy a seafaring man. Now for the paper a uh, mm-hmm. of coffee. I don't smell anything. and I've trained my faculties, one you allow to run riot. Mine are sensitive, Alert. My rubbish. Address printed in straggling characters. Miss F. Cushing, Constance, Miss F. Cushing. Ah. It's nice oh, oh, hmm. no, so It's not. The parcel was sent by a man printing a secret masculine, is probably a tailor. His education is limited. Of course, oh, it's perfectly clear. I don't know how to put it up. All right, Watson, quiet. Now the box itself. A half pound tobacco box. Remove the lid, Watson, will you? That's it. Nothing more mm. well, than a letter of rough sort the kind that's used to preserve honey. Is that it? Something embedded in it. Yes. Home, it's two ears, two human ears. How, How profitable and faulty. And so that's what Miss Cushing was so upset about. I can't say that I blame her. Yes, yes, and I take it to, send to sense, the center respect to the sensor lady. You observe, of course, that the ears are not a pair. Of course, one's the one a woman's ear pierced through an earring, and the other a man. Sunburned, discolored, and also pierced through an earring. The ear of a seafaring man. I'm sure you don't think that any sailor would cut in his own ear than Miss Cushing? Let me not watch him. The belong to one man, the package was sent by another. But, uh, they both say, what about the say that this, uh, well, this was a joke propagated by a medical student? Watson, uh, you were once a medical student. If you were going to cut the ears from two subjects in the dissecting room and sell them to someone else joke, well, I wouldn't think of doing such a thing. No, no, no but, but if you did, I mean, would you, would you preserve them in salt? No, 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 that was out ages ago. Uh, I thought so. Whatever. If you'll notice, the ears have been cut off from a blunt instrument. Two so comes into the job of a medical job of a medical student. This is no practical we for investigating. It's a particularly gruesome crime. You mean two people have been murdered? Yes, it stands for reason that it's the dead. Well, i should have heard that story yes, so by now. Because I'm to should... Ah, he's pushing is way to us from her sitting in the window. Ready. I'm sorry, don't... wasn't you know, I, must say that I don't understand this case. Why did the murder send those ears to Miss she must have had some strong reason. Right to tell her the deed was done to cause her change. In that case, she must have known and sent it. If she knew, why call the police in? Why not bury the ear so that nobody would be any of the wiser? I Miss know Cushing knows nothing about it, and therefore can't tell the police. Or she knows everything and doesn't want to mention his name. And to those suppositions, are correct? Yes, but uh, uh, I don't understand. I do to understand. But uh, mm-hmm. that there are two Miss against Cushing, Miss Susan and Miss Sarah. The box was not for Sarah, but Susan opened it by mistake. Yes, the gentleman who believed ...that Sarah was still living with Miss Susan Cushing. In this case, Sarah must know who the murderer is. Right. She understands so well that she's had a complete weather breakdown. Yes, I thought that Miss Cushing said that her sister lived in Wellington. So she did, Watson, so she did. And if you want to find out who the murderer is, why not go to Wellington? Why drag me off to Liverpool? Like this in the middle of the night. Because, Watson, I don't need to find out the name of the murderer. I know it. What? No more. I'm confident that my conclusions are correct. But I sent the name of the duty party to Inspector LaFriand. Unfortunately, you will not be able to apprehend the criminal until tomorrow afternoon. you're talking nonsense. Why, you don't even know who the murdered man and woman are? Again, Watson, you're rather partly wrong. I know who the woman was. Who? The Susan Cushing's sister. You saw the third female here, Watson? You saw Miss Cushing here. It's a marked family resemblance. The uh, same broad curve of the upper lobe, the same convolution of the inner cartilage. I'm oh, blessed. Look here, if the package was sent to Sarah, it couldn't have been earlier. Right. Therefore, it must have belonged to the other sister, Mary. In the man, here. Who is he? That's what we've come to Liverpool to find out. Where can we get our information from this hour on the night? Here you are, sir. This is the house. Ah. Great. Good. Make effort. Will you carry? All right, sir. it. Well, we begin our inquiring. Watson? In the house of Mr. Jim Browner. Oh, hello. Yes, you're oh, welcome. I know what's my nose. all the talking for you. Hello? Anybody home? Who's there? Two gentlemen with a message for Mrs. Browner. I say home. Oh. She's not the cell. Okay, well, then I'll speak to Mr. Donner. He's not the fellow neither. He's at Miami city. Well, I must speak to someone. The police, if I understand, a matter of life and death. Oh, no doubt. I opened the door at once. Just you to be right there. How would he believe? Tell the girls Mrs. Donner's been murdered? do no, not. You know that. Here she comes. A second, gentlemen. Get in. Oh, was that relieved when I thought you want? I thought my it was then come back again. Tim? Um, what do you mean? Who the master, Mr. Brown The ship's not due till tomorrow, but after what happened on Tuesday, you never know. And she ain't come back yet neither. The Mrs., I mean. I wouldn't want to be the one to have to tell him she'd be the wife home for some no, that's it. what mean. just um, what did happen on Tuesday. Tuesday? Why, that was the day when Mrs. had to you Brighton with that Alex Fairburn. In the master I can't abide. Alex Fairburn, who's he? He's a mate on the nasty desert. So I'm in for a fellow. I haven't much use for him, I haven't. Miss Sarah, that's Mr. Bronner's sister, the one who used to live with us. Well, Miss Sarah brought him to the house because she knew Mr. Bronner had no use for him. Yeah. Well, yeah. she did it to irritate Mr. Bronner. Yes, she did. She was funny, that way. Did you take a delight, night and get him out of bed? I not till to Mr. Bronner started being sweet for anything. But he was one in Barnsted. Finally, he told her, Miss Sarah, that is, to kick Mr. Fairbairn out of the house, or he'd send her one of his ears for a peach kite. What's this, the fellow? He must be getting that And he carried on. He terrible to me, <laughs> his center. But it wasn't till last Tuesday that I thought how bad he could be. Lord love us what a guy that was, to be sure. And what happened on Tuesday? Oh, he was terribly... Very but I it's Maurie, you're the end. If I dare, she must have said, breathe it herself. But I've been thinking it over, I asked, And I ain't mean, for sure I ought to have somebody. that with uh, Mrs. Garner not coming home and all. That's right, the girls Well, it was Tuesday. Mr. Garner had started on his run up to the fast that morning. Leastwise, uh, we thought he had. And on about 10 o'clock, i see that Mr. Fairburn drive up to the door all smiles and the colonel was stance. He don't get out of the cab, just get scared and white. And pretty soon, Mrs. Brown has come to see the farm, Miss But you're not going out without Mr. Fairbairn, are you? I think I'm out. What will Mr. Brown do if he finds out? But he won't find out, really. I'm sure there's nothing wrong about this. We're just going down to New Brighton for days. But Mr. Brown, I don't Mr. Browner. Besides fairies rugs. Women with a good husband, and husbands a little pleasure now and then. I'll be home by nine, and the latest. I oh, wish well, he wouldn't do it. I don't trust that, Mister Fairburn. I don't trust him at all. Oh, Mister Drama! Hello, Millie. Expect to see me back again so soon, eh? Mary! Oh, Mary, I'm back. What's wrong, Mary? You look as if I were a ghost. No, 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 sir. I was just surprised, that's all. We have not expecting you back so soon as that time. Ah, our got loose and opened up one of the plates. Certainly developed into quite a leak. We had to put back into port. I will sail again in 12 hours. Mary! Oh, Mary! Oh, where the deuce is she? Yeah. She's gone out, sir. For the marketing? Uh, no, sir. She... You've gone to New Brighton for the day. New Brighton? She didn't tell me she was going there. Look here. That wasn't Mary I passed in the street riding in the cab with that swine. Oh, say, uh, this is... oh so that's it. My own wife gone to Brighton with Alex Fairbairn. Thought they could fool me, did they? I warned her what I'd do if she ever saw him again, and by heaven oh, I'll do it. Oh, say you won't do nothing, I oh, Won't I? I? Won't I? Oh, hey. Mr. Brighton! That's for you, Billy. If you ever much tell us so much as tell a soul that I came home today, I'll switch a soap from your ear. Yes, brother. It's bound to meet the me, dear, of course. She docks at three o'clock, had you forgotten? We must apprehend Bob and put her in the of him he chance to escape. Oops, I around with us to the, the doctor's burning sun. Oh, 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 oh thank you. I shall stay quietly here and do my perspiring at home. Tell him, Mr. Broward. He murdered his wife. And from his words, a dangerous criminal. You caught it in your know, barge about. Freedom and other people. The intention of living in a at large restaurants that are resting brown is a routine piece of business. After all, which allows always cut jar to do something to her in its ridiculous salary. Yes, I sent word around to one um, specular crowd, I sent you down on the dock at this very moment. Giving his to a nice workout. Uh-huh. But even so, I doubt very much that you'll be able to consummate his bit of routine business. What do you mean that you think that Brown has escaped? Anyway, anyway. And did Mr. Browner escape Dr. Watson? Yes, Mr. Birby, he did, but not in the way that I anticipated. You see, he committed suicide just before the Day reached port. Poor devil. Yes, they found his corpse with a letter beside it in which he confessed to having committed the double murder. It seems that he followed them to New Brighton. It was a hot day and they rented the rowing boat, thinking it would be cool out on the water. There was a haze, and Barney went at another boat. And when they were out of sight off the shore and surrounded by fog, he overtook them, killed them.
0: Cut off and I brought you a case of Petri wine. Mm-hmm. And I suggest that we start on it right now with a glass of port. <laughs> <laughs> and what a wine. Petri wine. You know, that's really good because the Petri family has been making fine wines since the 1800s. For generations, ever since they started the Petri business, the Petri family has been turning luscious California grapes into fragrant, delicious wines. And during all that time, they've been handing on down from father to son, from father to son, all their skill and knowledge and experience. The Petri wine you buy today is the result of all that skill and knowledge and experience. That's why you can't go wrong when you choose a Petri wine. Because Petri took time to bring you good wine.
1: Now, Dr. Watson, how about a tip on next week's adventure? Mm. Uh, let me see. Next week, I think I'll tell you how Holmes broke into the house with Mr. Josiah and Miller. Well, what was he looking for, Dr. Watson? Mornings, Mr. London. Two men. Money. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to a Sherlock Holmes adventure The cardboard box by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. The dramatization was by Edith Meyer. been appeared through the courtesy of Metro Golden Mayer and Mr. Bruce through the courtesy of Universal Pictures. Both are now starring in Universal Pictures' Sherlock Holmes series. Tune <laughs> in this station each week at the same time for further the adventures of Sherlock Holmes presented by the factory wineries of San Francisco. Try Petri Wine, and you'll face the because Petri took time to bring you good
0: wine. At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll.